Blog Talk Radio. You hear me? The word is so addicting. The dreams is expensive. You're listening to Unfinished Business Live Pink Sunday with host Tanika, Tia, Ja, and Koji. Enjoy. Two breakers, three, four breakers. Well, hello, 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 everyone. This is Koji. I have my co-host on the line. Everybody's here. We got Ja. Hey, hey, everybody. We have Tanika. Hey, y'all. And Tia just rolled up. Tia, you here? <laughs> she on CP time. Tia. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I brought her in. Tia, are you here? You good? Take your phone off mute. (laughs) Okay. Something is happening. Okay, so you don't have time to start this. Okay? So I'm just going to talk until Tia decides to get off her CP on her mobile. Um, (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the show. (laughs) Not her call drop. See, I'm going to need to stop the ghetto, okay? We can't do that. <laughs> it is Mississippi Rule finale, sweetie. Um, you know, okay, something so always got to go wrong thing. in the valley, baby. Always. Know, something always got to go fucked up, right? Okay, so <laughs> let's get this thing started. The chat is open, you guys. The chat is open. It's already jumping. I see the usual suspect, Kendra Top, um, Chunky Light. Uh, let's Oh, yeah, the real Liana, pretty three, four, Noonie is here, me, 22 is here. Okay, did you, okay, let me bring in Tia again. Okay, Tia, are you still on CPT? Are you here? Wait a Mississippi <laughs> minute, are we doing this live on the radio? <laughs> I mean, you clocked in late, girl, so I'm um... Tia, girl, you know, I love you, but mm, your audio wasn't given. At least it wasn't me, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, um, love Mr. you, girl. <laughs> 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 hey, Tia. Okay. Okay. So we watched the finale. We re 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 the finale of season two last night. I must say, you guys, I think last night's rewatch was excellent. I think Tia set up her little fight card, honey, all week. I don't know if y'all knew this. The people who are on air listening right now, and if you're not on Twitter, you did not see the weekly layout that Miss Tia had. She had a whole fight court of murder mafias and the sales and the somethings, and it was a whole little battle last night, okay? I think she ended up saying it was tied. Noonie was the rep, right? And it ended yep. up being tied. Correct, Tia? That is correct. Okay, okay. By the way, murder is currently trending on Twitter, so... Shout out to Murder. As he should. 
as he should. P. Posse printed <laughs> last night. P. Valley printed last night. Everyone who had us trending, okay? Also, want to give a big shout-out to Mother Katori Hall. She was honored by the Memphis Black Arts last night at the Legacy Ball. So let's all give her an air applause. Please, please, please. She deserves it so much. Um, that's right. Um, so let's get into the credits, of course, which I love to do because I think that's so important. The director was, of course, Katori Writer Katori, executive story editor Kimiano Coutinho, the producer Katori and Ian Olympio, um, the music Matthew Head. I mean, just extraordinary. Cinematography for this episode was Rodney Taylor. The film editing was Christina Hamilton Grover. Okay, so before we get started. We love to give the layout of the land and how we flow on the show. Tia, please break it down, because I think this episode is going to be a little bit different, okay? Don't know when we're going to be taking calls, what's going to happen, who's going to call in, maybe, maybe not, but I know one motherfucking thing I'm going to answer. Go ahead. (laughs) You better answer anything. What I know is the way that y'all had me up to 7.30 a.m. tussling on this timeline, I better see my family on these phone lines as soon as we open them up. And when you get on there, please mute your phone so that there is absolutely no background when other people are talking. When You might get disconnected after you finish making your statement, but if you got something to say about something else, please just go ahead and call back in and try to keep your takes as concise as possible so everybody gets a chance to speak. We are absolutely honored to have y'all listening and calling in and tapping in with us today. Uh-huh, exactly. Job, did you want to add anything to that? This time, I actually do. So. I would just like to say I'm up front that right? So I got something to say. I would just like to say that these views are those of us on the line. And none of these views are expressly I forget how to say that the right way. But unless you hear it from the horse's mouth for any type of reason, these are our personal views and not the views of the writers, show, creators, actors themselves, unless we quote something. Just thought that was something important to add. Y'all, did y'all give a disclaimer? Okay, okay, (laughs) producer. Look, look. Just got to put that out there. Baby, please. Okay, Tadika, please add something, honey. I know you got to add something to that because y'all gave a disclaimer. Anything else, ma'am? Yeah, I don't have nothing to add. What you want me to add? I don't know. I got nothing, baby. They just better light up these damn phone lines. I know that much. Oh, okay. Well, and there you go. So, Tamika said her piece. All right, so let's get this thing started. Firstly, oh, my God, the show opens up with the montage. You got seven pounds of pressure in the background. You got Brittany and Andre fighting, and you got Haley, Lakeisha, Savage, Cotton, whatever, 
sitting up there with her smudge Revlon red lipstick looking like she is the shit. Okay. Do y'all have any commentary on this scene? Um, you know, I just like how Corbin came in and was just like <laughs> Barack and Michelle. Because it was like, it just kind of shows how Brittany is not around. You know what I'm saying? If anything, that little part right there just shows, which I understand because look at her job. And she was all about safety and everything else and couldn't be there for Andre. But also no one knew what was going on. No one knew about that situation with the affair. And, you know, how he kind of was like, don't you worry about it. I'm going back to run. So, I mean, you know, but does anybody have any commentary on that? I'll start with you, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I um, mean, you, you're the first on the phone line, so. That's all good. Uh, that opening scene um, was pretty interesting. We got a little... Well, we got a little messy, our uh, Jerry Springer portion of the episode where uh, Miss mm-hmm. Smug Haley on there with her lipstick smudged all over her face looking a hot mess, just grinning. Uh, but I do think it was interesting. I love Corbin. And I, I, feel like we, I feel like we're missing something about Corbin that's going to be revealed later. Because he comes mm-hmm. in talking about, excuse, I get a little cunty. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do you now? <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a little mm-hmm. sometimes. You get a little white liquor in you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corbin. Good to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. You know, we find out. Absolutely, Corbin. You know, he might be. A, I feel like he might be a little fluid. Um, but I definitely love the. They ain't gonna let that Barack and Michelle mm. thing go. They're not gonna let that Barack thing go. They do that with him, with uh, Andre. So. It was cute. Which I think is fine because he did used to play Obama. Right. So I think it's so cute that they play on that, but also, like, it's just mm-hmm. that running gag. I think someone mentioned that, like, this will be a thing for a minute. So I'm interested to see what happens with uh, Doc McStuffney and Andre moving forward. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, we know sis was, look, okay. We'll keep it cute. We just started. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Remember the disclaimer, y'all. Remember the disclaimer. Go yeah. ahead, Tanika. Um, I will say I think was like I don't like how she was standing smug in the corner while they're arguing basically about her. Like, girl, excuse yourself out the room. Go somewhere. I like I like I didn't like any of this. Um, but I mm-hmm. do like more and more Dr. Brittany Seagram Watkins. I'm here for her. I want her to stick around. I don't want her with Andre. I don't see it for this relationship. Um, I want her mm-hmm. to find someone better. I want her to find her a nice doctor in Chuckalisa. But I, I like this okay. actress and I like the character. Okay. Okay. See ya. Yeah, I don't have much about Suck a Dick MD, um, so I can pass it over. Um, 
Girl, wait. <laughs> the okay. biggest thing for me is the most interesting part of the episode is uh, that scene is Corbin. Like, even <laughs> Andre oh and Haley getting caught by Brittany, they were still boring. So <laughs> I don't really have much for them. However, I am very interested in Andre's storyline the next season with his practice in Chuckalisa because I do feel like that is going to like merge with Keyshawn's storyline next season, and I think that will be very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to hold it together. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to move on. Okay, so now we have murder. Let's talk about the election. <laughs> okay, wait, before we, wait, we don't go into the election. I just, okay, wait. I do find it funny that everyone was convinced. Well, first of all, Corbin didn't tell who won, right? Because as you notice, he was still whipped on that back. He still had blood stains on his shirt, okay? He was whipped good. He was a submissive, okay? He he was already good. He didn't care if, if Andre won, if a raccoon won, if Kyle won. <laughs> he didn't care. He was good. He didn't pay his 250K. He in the cut. Ready to get whipped again, okay? So it didn't matter. We move on to the club. Never scared, say, are y'all ready? I think that was awesome how they just swept everybody out the club. Because I was just like, dang, wait, is murder going to perform? Did y'all think about that? Like, I was like, damn, we got another murder night. I didn't even know that murder was going to perform a second song. Did y'all ever think about that or no? Was that just me? Because I was like, oh, shit, we got another murder night. That's it. Boom. I didn't even know that they were going to have a second performance. I mean, I kind of figured something was going to happen after murder and Sadie's was in the room. He let her hear the song. But I just didn't know where they were going. I heard the echo of DJ Never Scared at the end when Cliff was looking in the mirror. But I just didn't know. So I was just very drawn in when I saw murder. I was, like, screaming. I was like, oh, my God. They got rid of all the motherfuckers. And now they're coming back in to see murder perform. I mean, even Maine. And we already know Maine is in love. Like, come on, let's be real. Because I ain't never seen a nigga who is so just. Why are you here? Why I don't get it. Why are you here? Front row. And to see murder perform. So we see him looking at his reflection. And that moment, you guys, I mean, that was some of the best television, just that moment of him looking at all. I mean, you're literally looking at all sides of yourself. Every moment you've had on the show that has been significant, and you strip yourself down, the only thing left that he had was his grill, and he takes it out, and he bears himself on that stage. I thought at first he was going to come out or something. I didn't know what was going to happen, but for you, how was that entire moment? 
because it was epic. I'll start backwards. Tia, go ahead. Um, I thought the mirror scene was phenomenal. And if you look at the mirror scenes throughout the season, in my opinion, because I was, I think I've, I've told everyone, I was in Facebook groups before I got to Twitter. So we talked a lot mm-hmm. about, like, people were so shocked that he came out. And I was like, how? They literally have teased it the whole season because every time he looked in the mirror, he was having an existential crisis. From when they first got to that scene when the strawberries, chocolate-covered strawberries, if y'all remember when he went into the mirror, mm-hmm. In that hotel room, he, like, had a stopping mm-hmm. moment where he kind of stopped, and he went from a regular face to, like, a sad face. Same thing when um, he was taking out his teeth when uh, Keyshawn texted him mm-hmm. about the Dirty Dozen tour. And when he took out his teeth, mm-hmm. it was like, I feel like every time he looked in the mirror, he's seeing little Murda instead of LaMarcus. And he's getting to a mm-hmm. point in it where he's losing LaMarcus. So he and everything that goes with that. So I wasn't shocked when they got to like actually like him coming out because to me, every mirror scene was that to this final mirror scene. So that was phenomenal. I did also think he was mm-hmm. going to come out on stage. And I honestly, <laughs> I, in the grand scheme of things, didn't know if he would come out this season. I thought maybe towards the end of this episode. Like, they would tease him coming out, and then we would start next season with him coming out. So I was shocked mm-hmm. that they, like, completely did it, but I did think he was about to do it on stage. And I think Wody thought so, too, because the way he was looking like, this nigga here. Like, I know he is not about to come out on I this motherfucking stage. Like, I just know. And then when he started rapping a cappella, you could see Wody like, woo. Thank God, but then, you know, that didn't last too long to the end of the episode, you know. But I love that that scene and the acapella and everything about him coming to the stage as LaMarcus instead of Little Murder. No grills, no chains, no shirt. Well, we know he ain't not going to have no shirt on. But no grills, <laughs> no hair and bones, no nothing, just, tip, just totally himself. Um, I think as far as the, I kind of knew he had to come out at this point. I mean, they've been teasing it since the first season. He was at the threshold through so many episodes. I didn't think that was going to carry on too much further past the end of this episode, so I wasn't surprised. Um, Did I think he was going to do it on the stage? I don't think so. I thought he was going to tell on himself about the Pico situation. That's what I thought was coming there. Um, But for me, the thing about this performance and and him on the stage looking at in the mirror was um, how much of a flip side it was from episode one, perpetrating, Mm -hmm. when he walked in the club Mm -hmm. and everything was fake. From the moment he got out that rented uh, Hummer, everything he did, the, the, the trap reggae soul, Everything, almost everything about him has changed to this point. Um, he's mm-hmm. big murder, kind of, LaMarcus, mostly. Uh, the music has changed. He's changed himself as a person. The people that he's met while he's been in the club have helped shape and change mm-hmm. him. So that was yes. the most significant thing for me about this scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so 
I did know that or feel or whatever that murder was going to come back into another uh, show, Cleo or anything. I just remember that as they were leading up to the season, they said murder had four new tracks for this season, and we had only seen three. Plus, um, after the credits, if you hang in there a little bit longer, they usually show a preview about what to expect mm-hmm. in the next. So, you know, we hear uh, Never Scare like, are you ready? You know, at the end of 2000, mm-hmm. uh, 2009, Jesus Christ, after 209. <laughs> and so I'm already knowing, like, we, we got to be ready for something, you know. Um, like, mm-hmm. I love loved, loved all the symbolism in this scene, as previously stated already. You know, at Murder Night, um, they explained, remember Murder Night, before Murder gets on the stage? He's in the doorway, and it's gold, and it's yellow, and I believe it was said it was to represent, you know, him, himself, his life, Lamarcus, whatever, and he steps over into the blue, and he crosses over Mm -hmm. into that he comes on, he looks in the mirror, and we got the fur coat, we got the, mm-hmm. you know, chains, the grill and everything, and mm-hmm. he's ready to go out. Lil Murda is, you know, emerging more so. And so then we have that, um, that parallel, this episode, where instead of mm-hmm. crossing out of his self, LaMarcus, into Lil Murda, we see him transform from Lil Murda into LaMarcus, and he's looking at himself and all of, like you said, those aspects. I loved the broken mirror aspect and him just hearing all those different thoughts that meant so much that, you know, that changed so many mm-hmm. things in his life while he's preparing to bear his soul. I absolutely thought for some reason he was going to come out instead of performing. I was like, ooh, this is <laughs> about to be crazy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and then he starts rapping, and I'm like, Oh, we going we going gangster. We got capella in this. Oh, absolutely. Coldest shit yeah. I heard. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like It was great. I loved it. And like you said, murder's number one fan main <laughs> up front. I mean front and center. I mean I mean, I feel girl. <laughs> I feel like okay. I definitely think Mr. Neckerchief yeah. is here um calls him a tease interested in Lil Marta, but I feel like there's something that they have going because he was way too well, they found in the brothers. one. Clearly, they're foster brothers. Clearly. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> starting early. Told you starting early. Right. Absolutely. Y'all. Foster brothers. I'm, I'm rolling. I don't know about y'all, but I'm rolling with foster brothers. <gasps> okay. They foster brothers, right? And they joined the CFC, and murder went with HBH, now they sworn enemies. Oh okay, Koji, let's go. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let's hello. Hello. This is why we okay. needed the disclaimer, people, just so y'all know. <laughs> I'm just saying, can we think about it, though? Can we feel it, though? Hello. We're going to find and something. He met. He mad. He's mad at the success of his foster brother, y'all. He's mad. Maybe, Koji. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, but ain't it 
better than the sisters? Better than the sisters, right? Definitely better than the sisters. Why y'all get why y'all get on me every time I come up with a theory? Tanika, I know you ain't starting with me, sis, because let's not get on your theory, ma'am. Okay, Wait, my theories are good. Ahead. What you trying to say? Let, let's not okay, let's break it, baby. Let's not talk about your biblical theory, okay? Because yep. yeah. my theory seems Ooh. like it's a little bit more reality. But you know, we don't <laughs> confused. Tia, that should have been the main battle, baby. You should have put up a title card of best theories. Let's be real. Okay. Well, we, we can do that, that next you may, you may have just you know, gave me some creative direction because that might be coming this week. We can do it. Mm. Hey, battle of the Stay theories, tuned for okay? the battery we of theories. theories. Battle. <laughs> we want we sister foster brothers versus biblical Ishmael, whatever you said. Anyway, <laughs> so we going to Cliff and Sadie, Blue's Clues. Now, oh, my God. Mercedes, that was the best performance. I mean, bottom bitch did that. And my thing is, murder says, my nigga Cliff, I'm so sorry. Bends down. Got the leg on the, I mean, got the arm on the leg. Like, Cliff is forearm touching. Mercedes obviously ain't been to her house. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, honest, like she just didn't have no clue about nothing. But Murder has only performed twice at the paint. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand why there was just no like side eye or nigga, how you know or just nothing. It was just like, what that means. Anybody want to take it at this point? Just somebody say something, because I, I don't understand. Well, I'll say this. First of all, going back to your first part of the statement, talking about Mercedes in that performance, absolutely. I was screaming. I, I don't think anybody should be in the house with me next season, because literally this whole season I yelled and screamed every episode. I was like, yes. <laughs> Bitch, you better fucking work. I was I was here for everything. And when she flipped off that pole, Lord have mercy, I almost had a small stroke. Because I was like, whoosh. <laughs> that was cold-blooded. Shout out to Brandy and her stunt double because Masterpiece, um, the choreographer, videographer, created the glass stage. They said they made a clear stage so it could be filmed from underneath. You deserve something, an award, a cookie, uh, a free trip to Florida. I don't know. Just that was amazing. Moving right along to the sea. Now, clearly Mercedes has glaucoma, okay? Uh, she got cataracts. Her third eye, her, her third eye is um, – her third eye got a cyst or something because, let me tell you, there is no way that me and random club stranger – comes into, you know, the, the dressing room after performing. Because as far as Mercedes knows, well, Murder is just this guy that's been coming in trying to perform. So me and random club stranger who hasn't been here in six months, we haven't heard from, we didn't even know if he was still alive until we saw him on that music video. 
um, comes in. And he about to knock me off the bench or whatever. My nigga. Yo, nigga. Yep. Somebody said it on here. Tanika. Who the fuck, Cliff? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who the fuck, Cliff? And she just in there like, what that mean? And he talking about Ernestine. That ain't picked up. Then they picked your ears up. How you know Ernestine? Oh Nigga, who are you? The, the Secret Service? You the you the oh FBI? God, who sent you? No, she just in there like, okay, this is normal. Um, somebody get her some um, some 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 glaucoma medicine, some eye drops, some visine. Uh, Sadie's antennas were not up, but you know, it, it's oh. a drama. I, I, I guess we had to wait. Yeah, we had yeah, to. We just had to wait. We had to do it for the drama of the scene because I would have many questions. Like, why is he even going in the ladies' locker room, anyways? Uh, we don't even see right. Big L go down there. So, sir, where are you even why? going? <laughs> why are you in here? Why are you in here, sir? <laughs> oh my God, I didn't think about that, Tanika. Yes, come my big bag that way, that way. Come down the Why are you talking pressure? Why Sadie's yeah. even bring him down there? That She's been way. like, no, nigga. <laughs> the they multiple was that way. Him. He was leading the way into the locker room. Where are you going? He yes. totally was. How you even know how to get to the oh locker room, God, bruh? How you even know how to get just like Big L? How little nigga know how to get back here? Uh-huh. When? You know too when? much about this club. You know the whole lot. Did you get the blueprint? What has happened? Murder knows the layout, dog, but you know he stalks Cliff, like, from episode one. He know, oh, my God, y'all, that is. Look, Mercedes Bird Box Woodbine, I cannot. <laughs> he damn near jawed this girl with his shoulder to get to Unc. A couple of steps to the left, Mercedes would have been on the flow because he was trying, like, and even his reaction to her crying, it was a, and now, of course, at that point, Mercedes is not looking at murder, but his whole, right. like, reaction, everything when he gets, oh, Cliff, my nigga, Cliff? Who Cliff? Like, I'm, what? Who are you talking about? Then you have known, Mercedes has been at the club, what, seven years? So you have known yes. her for seven years, and you don't even understand she didn't drink the water. Like, yet this dude who you haven't seen since murder night, and outside, you, and no one in the club ha- except for Keyshawn has seen the two of them interact ever except for Big L. So you ain't seen him since murder night. He's He knows where to go in the club. Soon as, as he sees Cliff crying, he is as concerned, if not more concerned than you are, basically jawed you with his shoulder to get to her, and he is laying his whole arm on her entire bare thigh. What in the fuck? You don't see none of that? Child. Anyway, that's my take. Okay. Oh, which one of y'all said, well, why she not your uncle? Yeah. Mercedes should have been like, put a handle on it, sir. Exactly. Everybody else shit. uncle. We talked about that on here. Literally nobody calls yeah. her Cliff. 
you don't notice something when all of yeah. a sudden she's not Uncle Clifford? Has Mercedes ever heard anybody not call her Uncle Clifford? Because even Big L does that. Big L calls her Uncle Clifford. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. he might say Clifford, okay. but he's Clifford. Uh, one second, please. I don't know this area code. Maybe I forgot, but I'm just going to answer it anyway at this point. Because the last time, bitch, look, it all work moved out the window. It's 2 p.m. Let's go. Hi, y'all. This is Lex. Hi, y'all. This is Lex. Hey, hey Lex. Lex. How are you? How are you, dear? I'm very good. I'm good. Good. Um, good. Oh, Mercedes Renee Woodbine. Um, her third eye. <laughs> I had no words for that because, I, like I put on the timeline, I am going to hold fast. Up, put her hand on his shoulder, and then it went to his chest, and he put his hand over it. Ma'am, you right next to him. How did you not see any of this? None of it. I'm like, it's like, it was the clues between 9 and 10 were so loud, nobody paid them attention. Not the clues between 9 and 10. Goodbye. It was. <laughs> there, there she was didn't have a handy daddy notebook. Nope. I mean, he winked at her with both eyes until oh. 9 so. I was tore up at the fact that how sir, how are you in the paradise room and you know exactly how to get there and you were the true. only person in this room mm-hmm. who put the code in and I how did he get in there he yeah. was, what yep, he was sitting in there I all by he... himself how do you he even got... know how to get back here yeah. free reign of the club he go wherever he wished to go he do what he want to do in there. Wait, I didn't realize I'm, that, y'all. Wait. But the door was open. Wait, y'all. The door was open to the Paradise Room. But who opened the when door? Mercedes got but there. How did he who know how to get murder? Like, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> he lot. How, he, y'all got to Like, he put the code in. in the Paradise Room once. In the episode one is the last time we ever seen him in the Paradise Room. So, but if not anything the club, else, <laughs> <laughs> how he know oh, the when code? he was talking, yes, that's what he Wait, said. In one y'all talking at the same time? Wait, talking me? <laughs> oh, but remember okay. that was a code that no. needed to be put in. So that's the question: Who put the code in for him, or who gave him the code? I Y'all saying my uncle code. down back, giving him the code after like yep. a couple of weeks of <laughs> of, of activity. Told my uncle's down back. Oh. That murder dick had uh, Cliff giving everything up. Uh-huh. <laughs> With that murder dick, Cliff gave it all up. alone. <laughs> she done gave him the That's social security number it. and everything. That's why he was so hurt and said, bet, and threw them sheets off and slammed that Christian dough like that. Because he got the pin code to the Paradise Room, the ATM pin, and the key <laughs> to the house. 
you definitely got a key to the house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you want to get the key Y'all know like he that? got a key to the house. Y'all know he got the key. What's the address, y'all? 551 Golden Lane? <laughs> Golden Hall Lane. Yep. Golden Hall Lane. 551. 551. Right. So you know he got a key. That's why he was like, bet. Like, bitch, I got all the codes. I got the blueprints. I got the keys. And you just going to tell me, you going to cut me off. Because we might as well skip to that part. You going to cut me off after I didn't rumble through your cake? I mean, look, we all know what time it was when Uncle Clifford started stuttering. Lamberta blew them candles out, okay? He, he, he dove in like it was a smash cake. You say he was going to eat that cake like, like it's his birthday. He did. I can eat that cake on birthday. And that's why he was mad. He like, look, I had chocolate cake, two health and full uh, celebration time. You going to wake me up with this bullshit? That he, oh my god, like he really did. I did the reach she around did. and everything, like at the same time, like I'm I performing trips around. up in this hole. Look, Uncle said, I don't think I can handle being what is it, gassed off in my cake, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. baby. So that was a reach around, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Murder has Murder a particular going. set of skills, y'all. Yes. A particular <laughs> set of skills, a particular set of skills. That's why the motherfuckers wake up just looking at him, grinning and shit. Yep. <laughs> and was he happy or laid out. Out. talking about, like, hi. <laughs> oh, wait. So you got, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we got to, so we got to go in order. So wait, so everybody can hear our opinions. So my thing is, now, Cliff started with a little beautiful fingertip going up the ear and everything was just sparkly and cool. So we know that in 207 Jackson, no, 209, because murder was hitting it from the back, right? 209. So um, Cliff asked, you going to go on tour with Tina? Murder hadn't made up his mind yet, right? That was right. Murder said, I don't yep. know, or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then, okay. So. Why when murder said, I, in my, okay, so I said I was going to say my thoughts. So, in my opinion, I think why Cliff kind of switched was because it wasn't communicated. Like, you know how somebody tells you they have not given you a heads up on they leaving, and then everything was good the night before, and then they just said, oh, I'm leaving today. Like, what? You leaving today? Like, there's no preparation. There's no plan. There's no... So my thing is, 
I'm like, that's cool, but can we just talk about it? I think for me, it was the fact that Cliff cut off the conversation and didn't let murder talk. And that is what kind of irritated me in the sense that she's one of those people she doesn't do like emotions as soon as she feels like there may be um she just puts her walls up quick you know she just protects she's protect she's a protector over her emotions but mm-hmm. she has to realize you can lose someone like that like permanently you know and murders the type of person that you know you have to kind of risk it a bit you know, so it kind of pissed me off when, when she did that. I think that people, from what I saw on my timeline, I think that people do a lot of self-projecting, and you kind of take a lot of what has happened in your life into the story, and you can really go blind. But I think you have to look at it from both sides is kind of what I'm saying, so. I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I want to start with Tamika because I want everybody to get their opinions on this. Um, I agree that it can't be just one person is all right and one person is all wrong. I think there has to be some type of nuance to the conversation. Um, I think mm-hmm. where where this started going wrong for Clifford was when he said, I'm leaving today. You got to tell me before today, when when today are you leaving? When are you coming back? He had nothing to say when she asked when he was coming back. Um, he said a Mississippi minute. She said that could be a lifetime. It's silence in here. So now what this is giving is what was happening at that kitchen table the, other, the, the day before, right? It's giving you're leaving me like I knew you always was going to. It's giving, uh, I better kick you out before you decide to go. He's, he's showing her everything that she thought was going to happen anyways. So now she has to protect herself. So now she's not listening to anything that he has to say. She's not taking in, into consideration his feelings because she is in mm-hmm. protective mode. Because I'm about to get hurt again, so I have to do what I have to do to protect me. Now, some of the things that she said were harsh she maybe should have did it in a better way but i understand why she did it so um i'm not gonna say she was all wrong she she did a bunch of things wrong here but she wasn't all wrong he did some stuff wrong here also okay okay yeah um pardon i agree with Tanika in the sense that I feel like um, Uncle Clifford was thrown off by the sudden announcement. Um, In prior conversations, she has encouraged him, but he was kind of like, well, I don't know. They've been having a lot of partial conversations where um, even sometimes maybe they're not even on the same um, page. Like in 209, they're talking, and then she starts talking about her grandmother and he was talking about them you know so I think um she missed a lot of cues and then like you said in the portion where they're in the bed and they're talking and he says today like if he made the decision that night 
because clearly he made the decision that night when he says, we're starting the tour at the pace. He had made a decision. They should have had a conversation, and I agree he should have. Huh? No, I was just saying oh. I forgot about that. That the tour started yeah. at the tank. Oh, at the yeah. tank, right? So um, <laughs> they should have had a prior conversation. I do understand um, her walls being up, her being guarded, but also she is looking at his future. She says, "You're not meant for this cage. You're not meant to be stuck in this small little town. You're bigger than this." And so um, letting yeah. him, setting him free so that he can soar, she's trying to be honorable. I just mm-hmm. definitely think she could have done it a better way because, but I think maybe this is the only way that she knows to be a little rough, to be a little um, aggressive, maybe even hurtful so that he will go on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt bad. He had the puppy dog face on, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Murder's so mad. Oh, he tantrum. He swam in the door. You don't pay no fucking bills in here. What's wrong with you? But, girl. <laughs> okay. Um, Tia, Tia, I'm gonna go to Tia and then I'll I'll get your opinion on it, Lex. Tia, go ahead. So I have a lot of things about this particular um, scene. One. Like Josh said, everyone talks about, well, how was, I feel like she was blindsided with the today. And I think that was the biggest issue because they talked kind of in the air about him going on the tour. The last time they had a discussion was sitting at that kitchen table. She asked him if he wanted, if he was going on tour, he said he was thinking about it. But, and then they had a conversation where she, in my opinion, was communicating to him, if what you're thinking about has to do with me, don't do that. Because your your career, this is what you've been working so hard for. So even mm-hmm. her, I have always said on the timeline, y'all know that she did a lot at that kitchen table. Mm-hmm. However she's like, bruh, don't stay here for me and grandmother and stuff like that. Go chase that, those dreams. Because if you notice, the one thing that that Unc has said and Murder said to her, Unc is living her dream. What she said mm-hmm. to Haley was, this is my dream. Yep. Running this club, helping these girls is my dream, which is why she wasn't willing to give it away for $5 million, $10 million, $15 because she is literally living her right. dream. And at 40 years old, she has seen a bunch of little murders come through Chuckalisa or be from Chuckalisa and not go to the NFL because they want to stay home, not go take that right. job in New York because they want to stay home, not go after that singing career or that dancing career because they want to stay home. And then now she's seeing them up the street working at the Piggly Wiggly as a cashier when they were like the best of them. So she's seen a ton of little words. So in her mind, it's I'm living my dream right here with these girls in this city with it at this thing. Go live your dream. Do not sacrifice your dream for me because I'm fucking amazing and when you get to the other side I don't ever want you to be with me saying what if what if I had gone on that Tina Snow Mm -hmm. tour it's one thing if he goes and he's like nah because if he goes it's one of three things that's going to happen 
he's going to go and say, nah, that life isn't for me. I want to do something different. Or he's going to go and say, you know what, it's for me, and I can't have this and unk at the same time, so I got to dead that. Or he's going to say, it's for me, but I don't want to do this without her by my side, so me and her got to figure it out. But I don't want him making any decisions on our relationship until he makes that move, because otherwise he's always going to say, what if? So to me at that table, yes, it's pushing him away. Oh, did I say Tina Knowles? I'm sorry. (laughs) Tina Knowles. I was like, Tina Knowles. But y'all was letting me rock, so thank you. I didn't hear it. I don't know whose background that is, but it's like a bunch of backgrounds. Okay, go ahead, Tia. So to me, yes, she's pushing him away, but it's not simply because mm-hmm. I'm scared. It's because I love mm-hmm. him enough to let him go. And that's mm-hmm. what she's trying to do because she totally wants to be like, don't go, stay with me. But she knows that's that's a selfish decision. But for me, the end of that conversation is he still didn't know. So the first time she even finds out that he's made a decision is on her shady-ass friend's Instagram when she shows it to her. I don't know about y'all, but that's not how I would want to find out my man is going on tour, is my shady-ass friend Nineveh's phone, because she's showing me. She's My friend is telling me my man is going on tour? Absolutely the fuck not. Like, that should not have happened. Yeah. So she, they did better than me, even whatever they did with the cakes and everything last night. That wouldn't have been me. We would have been, after we got home from the club, that was a great performance. So tell me about this tour now. And that's where Ankh messed up because she would never ask any questions. So when he said it, she was shocked. But she had also plenty of time to ask some questions like, so tour, huh? When When is the tour? And, and when we get to the end and she says it's impulse, if this motherfucker don't know how long the tour is, 1,000% he made that decision on impulse. That's my thoughts. Mm. Okay. Maybe you broke that down because I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, noted, noted, noted when you were talking. Okay, so, Lex? Yes, I'm here. No, baby, go ahead. Um, What's your opinion? (laughs) Now, I can agree that um, there should have been some form of communication made um, from the time after his performance that night. Um, but also I think I should have said something herself um, because you saw that he was on live saying he's going on tour. You never asked him when is when are you actually leaving Chuck Elisa? So I was more so of like you could have, both of y'all could have said something. I do not like the poor communication between either one of them. Because it would have saved mm-hmm. a lot of his heartbreak in the beginning of two things. If somebody would have said something. And mm-hmm. it to me it was just a lot not said that should have been said. So that if he mm-hmm. wanted to go on tour, he can see exactly if that's where he wanted to be at. Or if he wanted to stay in Chuck Elisa, um and basically build his relationship 
but that's just how I see it. It's just, it was a lot of miscommunication throughout that whole Mm -hmm. time frame from the time that they were at the table talking about him going on tour. Um, Mm -hmm. That night seeing that the tour started at the tank and then the next morning where he's supposed to be going, but he doesn't know when he's coming back. So, and I'm like, how is it that you're going on tour? You don't you don't know when you're coming back, so but you want her to wait for you, right? That doesn't that doesn't work out for anybody in a relationship. Like you have to communicate this. I'm going on tour. I'm going to these many states. I'm going to be going for this amount of time, but I make sure while I'm on tour that we still communicate or whatever have you. So I can understand why she's upset. I just did not like the way that she dismissed my man. That's all. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> not a bit. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. All right. Have a good one. Are you going to still be in the chat? I'll stay in this chat from the time y'all start to the time y'all end. And I'll be on the timeline as oh, well. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> You're so sweet. Aww. Thank you, dear. Thanks, Lex. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Y'all know I'm dedicated. Okay. Yes, you All are, right. dear. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we have 443. I think this is Nanya. Okay, Nanya, I'm going to pick up your call. Um Hold on one second. Let me just tweet out that we are taking calls. Okay. Okay. Hold on one second. What's up, Posse? Four four three. Hey. Hey, hey, hey Nanya, how you doing, dear? Hey, I'm over here trying not to die. Uh-uh. My fantasy uh-uh. season is over. Uh, <laughs> I'm not happy. They won't give the ball to Tony um, Pollard, but that's neither here nor there. Um, how y'all doing okay, today? Okay. Hey, nice. We're doing, doing good. <laughs> Make sure right. you ain't smoking and choking now. Okay. See, I'm still sober, and that's part of the problem. Okay. I probably wouldn't be <laughs> oh, taking no. it this okay. hard. If if I had smoked, I'd have been cool. But anyway, okay, real quick. Short- that, hold on. Hold on, Nanya. Hold on. I don't know this area code. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up on you. Hold on a second. 803, who am I speaking with? Hi, my name is Bree. Hey, Bree. Hello. Thank you hey. for calling in. Is, is, hey, is this your first time calling? Yes, actually it is. Hey, hey. Okay, Thank perfect. you for calling. Thank you for calling. Well, if you just hold on one second, um, I'm going to continue the conversation with Nanya. And then, Nanya, you give us your thoughts. And then, wow, everybody is calling. Okay, look. Hold. (laughs) I don't know these area codes. So I'm just trying to make sure I pick up these area codes. Okay, so Nanya, Bree, 904, I'm fixing to pick up your call. Hold on. 904 area code, who is this? Tanzania. 
Hey, hey, hey girl. Hey, hello. Thank you for calling in. Okay, so now that I have you guys on the line, so what we're going to do is, so we don't flood the lines, I got Nanya, I got Bree, and I got Tanzania. So, you know, give us a couple of minutes, your thoughts, and then I'm going to hang up, and that way we have other callers, okay? okay. All right. Real okay, quick. So I'm going to give you the floor, Nanya. Okay. Okay. Mine is real quick, um, and it's probably okay. going back. I'm sorry. I think a big, the big thing with Uncle Clifford was this. He was really looking out for murder. He really had murder's best interest in mind um, because, yeah, he wasn't going to, he ain't going to where Stan and Chuck Lisa, you got to get up out of there if you want to go somewhere and he has the talent. The other thing is I think Uncle Clifford may have recognized that in time, uh, murder would have come to resent him. <laughs> you know, she, it, her, it, her sorry, baby. And I'm not going to, wait, wait, wait. I want to, I want to make this clear too, because normally I do. I think it's confusing for me with Uncle Clifford because he goes by Uncle Clifford. Um, All of, and God knows I've known children over the years. Um, I've been in the life for probably longer than some of y'all have been alive, quite frankly. So the pronoun thing is usually not a problem with me at all. But I think the name Uncle Clifford just juxtaposes. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it becomes confusing. Yeah, it becomes confusing for me, which is mad weird because it never has before. But this is the first time I've ever known. Well, it's trans now. I've ever known a trans person who still rolls with an you know an opposite gender name. So it's never well, she's personal. Non-binary. But but see, and that's new, too. Look, here we go again. I've been in the life for 40 years. These terms are still, they're not new, but they're not really natural to me yet. Back in the day, you could call somebody a tranny. It was not offensive. That was what we called it. You could call a drag queen. It was Uh, not offensive. But that's neither here nor there. Right. My point is this. Nanya, we're going to sit. The, we're going to stick to the episode. Right, that's what I said. And, that's um, neither here nor there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to stick to the episode. Now, because we got to get to breathe and we got to right, get to the Girl, yeah, I just said we, that's neither here nor there. But I, I think the thing is, Uncle Clifford understands that eventually that resentment will set in. Uh, if he did, yeah. not he, murder. If murder stayed in right. Chuckalisa to be with her, and then watch his mm-hmm. life go by, and yeah, he ends up working at the Piggly Wiggly when he knows he could have been sure. a star right now. And right now, murder is still young. So it's all romantic and things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But in time, as he gets older, yeah, that resentment is going to creep in. Um, I had a friend who Death Row wanted to sign him. This was a long time ago. Death Row wanted to sign this kid. And he was good, and his girl did not want him to leave. And she, <laughs> so he didn't go. And no, they didn't stay together. Um, I think they were together maybe three years after that because he, was, he, under, he came to understand. I love her, but, hey, I might have been a star now. He certainly would have been right. out of Baltimore, you know. So, right. 
Yeah, he Uncle Clifford was looking out for murder. Murder, um, murder is still yeah. young, and the romance right. of it all. And you think that yeah. just because you hot now, you gonna be hot a few years from now. When the music industry is quite the opposite, especially these days. You know, right. <laughs> most think, most artists murder, cannot go think, away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and murder has a lot to learn, and I think that that's something that they'll explore in season three. So let's go ahead and get to. I thank you so much for calling, Monday. Yep, As y'all always. take care. Thank um, you for okay. coming through. Okay, dear. Let, okay, thank you. Okay, so Bree, thank you so much for waiting, dear. What? Hold on one second. Okay, so share your thoughts with us, dear. Um, are we just specifically, you know, going to just talk about um, Uncle Clifford and um, Little Murder right now, or are we going to just discuss? Tell, tell us, no, no, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about from this episode, we are open. Okay, well, first I'm gonna start with Uncle Clifford and Little Murder. Okay, I feel what Uncle Clifford was saying. I don't agree with the way she said it, <laughs> but however, we don't know how many times Uncle Clifford has been in a situation where he has been with someone thinking it was going to be mm-hmm. something different and they weren't ready to come out, you know, and we've already seen a little murder, you know, prove himself to not be ready in season one. So I don't blame Uncle Clifford coming at him, you know, with trying to protect herself, but it's just the way she said it, <laughs> you know, it wasn't right. But mm-hmm. I'm right. going to go on over to Mercedes. Huh? Okay, Um, I'm going to get over on to Mercedes now. First off, that dance Mm -hmm. was fire as hell. We already know, like, Mercedes, we already know what she can do. But um, I wanted to get Mm -hmm. over to her and Farrah because I was really, like, Mm -hmm. loving their storyline. I thought they ended that really beautifully. But I felt like they also left a little room for Farrah to make another appearance in season three. Uh, but who who yeah. to say? I don't write the show. <laughs> but I would like to actually see that. I felt like there was something real there. I felt like there was something real there because she didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, to give her her money, that was one mm-hmm. thing. But to give her royalties, that was something special. And with Coach not being around, like, I would like to see that flourish in season three. But we'll see. We'll see. And on top of that, yeah. there was absolutely no reason for Mercedes to introduce her hot in the pants ass, fresh out the clinic <laughs> daughter to Maine. <laughs> what is the point of all of that? I didn't get it. <laughs> what are y'all thoughts on that? Why? <laughs> and uh, Katori's recap. Okay, go ahead. And Katori's recap, which I, I mean, didn't yeah. personally. I didn't personally see this in the episode, but in her recap, she said after the performance and she had kind of got her groove back or whatever, she was starting to see Maine as possibly somebody she could be with until they had the mm-hmm. conversation. So what Katori kind of said is, okay, so now that I'm thinking this, we could have something, let me welcome him into my life. That was the point of the introduction. Okay, got you, got you. I mean, I, I see it. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I was rooting low-key for, uh, you know, Mercedes and Maine in season one because, I mean, y'all seen that, man. Damn, look at him. Y'all, I, hey, I was trying to get with him, too, but listen, he's just too caught up in the street life, you know? Like, you know, in her mind, she's probably thinking, okay, maybe I could have something with him, but clearly he's so deep into the street that overpowers whatever she was looking at. And I don't agree with what a lot of fans are saying. I didn't really catch him looking at Terrica in that way, but I guess that's another thing we'll have to wait and see going into season three, which is going to be a while. But 
I didn't catch that part, but a lot of people was really um, on him heavily about looking at Terra, so I just didn't see that. But um, we'll see. But like I said, I, I'm you know after the situation with Farrah, that's what I want to see. You know, at this point. But um, I think the mm-hmm. show is so great. It has so many layers, and the writing and the acting is like amazing. And with Keyshawn, Jesus, Jesus, listen, Keyshawn had a going away party. She should have just got her stuff and left. Taking kids like I don't know why she left the kids with the sister. Like you don't have them kids all up in the paint in season one. Why couldn't you take them with you to the club that night? I mean, you had Haley telling her, you know, leave, don't tell nobody where you're going, and here she goes. Little murder, don't tell nobody I'm going to California. Like girl, she just said, don't tell nobody. <laughs> it was just a lot going on in this episode. It was so fire. I'm just looking forward to season three. That, that's pretty much my thoughts. I'm looking so, you know, forward to season three to see how it's going to play out and where is it going to lead the rest of the, uh, you know, the characters and see what new characters they may bring in. Well, thank huh? you so much because I feel your thoughts were very thorough and I appreciate you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I also would like to add the Sarah situation, me and Tanika really got into that. I think, what, Tanika, a couple of episodes ago, right? Because yeah, I think we were so. a little bit con- we were a little bit confused because it was like the first episode of season two, I think, when she was going to town uh-huh. with the rose or whatever, and she was like, ooh, I uh-huh. can't wait when Maine get out. You know, I'm, I'm going to hit him up. But then, right. you know, the Sarah situation happened, and then when he tried to, she was like, that's not what I'm looking for. So we had a little confusion there um, about uh-huh. the Sarah situation. And I was kind of, like Tanika said, we didn't really know what the show wanted us to feel about that. But, again, uh-huh. I do agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind them exploring the Sarah situation. Um Right. But and, thank you so much. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and no, one more thing, I know y'all got to get the other comments. Mm-hmm. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also add to your last statement. I definitely, also, okay, overall, I felt like the writing was great because I knew where they were going with it as far as Mercedes never needed a man to save her. You know, it was just like a, a mm-hmm. woman empowerment kind of thing. But because they actually slept together, mm-hmm. clearly it was something a little bit more. But um, I agree with the whole night and day type of interaction. But, um, this is what I felt because I, I wasn't buying Mercedes saying it was business. I was not buying it. Those lingering stares, those touches, that wasn't all just on Farrah's part. You know what I mean? Um, there's a reason why Mercedes didn't want Farrah there, you know, when they had that threesome from hell. <laughs> there was a reason she didn't want her there because she knew that shit was going to blow up in her face. She knew she couldn't fake it with Farrah, from my opinion. And I think, like, you know, the first time they met, clearly Farrah was on the bitchy side. But they, they clicked. They connected. And, you know, Sarah, the moment Mercedes even critiqued her artwork, that right there, she felt seen. So we already knew that Sarah was catching some kind of feelings. For Mercedes, I think it came, you know, when they actually slept together. And then when she woke up and saw that money, she was, you know, low-key feeling some kind of way. Because it's like, damn, I, I felt like she felt conflicted of, like, you know, kind of confused of what it was between them. Like, well, damn, was it just business for her? Was she leaving money for me? And Farrah was not a part of that contract. Right. The close, the closest that Farrah got to that contract was handing it over to Mercedes, but it was just close a part of that contract. And right. when it gets to Mercedes saying it was business, I think, in my opinion, she felt she was still probably feeling some kind of way at the fact that Farrah just handed her over, um, you know, the heels and sent her on her way. I think she lost, she felt some kind of way right. about that. 
and feeling like maybe just being with yeah. another woman was just too messy. I think she think it was just too messy, but I, I was not buying that it was just business. So when it comes to that part, you okay. know, of the writing between those two, I think it kind of, mm-hmm. I think maybe they kind of lost track of where they were trying to go with them. But overall, I definitely felt like Mercedes caught feelings for fair. And plus, you know, there's no one else outside of Uncle Clifford that would even do something like that for Mercedes, like giving her royalties and things of that nature. So, yeah, yeah that's my thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, we're going no to move on to Tanzania, okay? And make sure you right. check in with us after the, hol- after the holiday because we're going on high age next year. Oh, for sure. I'll be there. I'll be here. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Thank you, dear. Thank you, Bridget. Have a happy holiday. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You too. Thank you. Okay. This okay. is my thought. Tanzania. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So I know murder love plus. Everybody knows that. But I want to go back to the snow episode when they had they um back and forth who you was with, who you was with. Murder said who he was with. I'll use protection, did you? She never answered the question. So they had their little argument. She left the house. He ended up killing Pico, and I'm pretty sure that night they still didn't have that conversation of who she was with. So when they end up meeting in the hallway, oh, Cliff, you got somebody waiting for you in the Paradise Room, and he was all jealous, you don't know who she was with those couple of months. So I feel like that's the only reason why he actually came out, because I want everybody to know that's me. So that's my mm-hmm. first thought. And okay. then uh, my um, second, because I, I put it on the timeline. But, yes, Grandma and Ernestine need some love. Oh, oh you talking about Uganda? She got yeah. Yes. Oh, I want to so see love him. Godfrey. So what's my thought? Those are my two uh, things. She got Mandingo, man. So yeah, you want Godfrey to be back in season three. I want to see him all up in through that house. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, on the timeline last night, Tanzania said she don't think Murder and Cliff need the only to be the only one making clapping sounds in that house. And I I can't with with grandmother and Godfrey in there doing all that. Oh. <laughs> can't be saying, oh, can't be that's the grandmother getting them cheeks clapped. No. Oh, my God. Oh, but I am going to have some respect for grandmothers. Huh? Oh. She better treat her right. Oh, and yes, Big Al should have killed um what's that child name? Light skin Autumn. Autumn Haley McKee. Autumn Nightmare. Autumn Nightmare. You want me to throw the kick you out the window? I uh, take the door, kick her out the window because she would have been busted up and she couldn't have got your money. But that well. That's all. well. Well, Big L did say you should have let me split her wig. And, you know, yeah, if that was the case, the money wouldn't be gone. 
So, you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, oh, okay, so I have a question because I think me and y'all discussed this. How would y'all feel? No, was it? No, it was me and you, Tia, right? We were discussing the recast. Oh yeah, because I said I wouldn't mind them recasting um, Autumn Nightmare right. with another yeah, actress to finish that right. story. Like not as a full-time yes. main character, but like to finish right. the twins, the baby, that story. Right. So I want to know. How would y'all feel if that happened? Now, now I suggested I wouldn't mind Lauren London or something. Well, how would y'all feel about that being, that storyline continuing? Like, would you be open it for recast? Like, put your thoughts in the chat. If you're still in the chat, put your thoughts in the chat. Uh, ja, do you have an opinion on that? What do you think? Um, first, let me just take a moment. I meant to do this on the timeline last night. Let me just take a moment mm-hmm. to thank Alarika for the amazing job that she did. Uh, in spite of the fact that I've said this several times, I just never really um, got with her character. But I, she was one of the characters I loved to hate in season two. Like, I just couldn't wait to get on there and be like, girl, go to hell. Um, I think she did. But it was something that she something that she brought, right? So I just want to shout Elarica out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was kind of sad to see her go. Like, I was like, wait a minute. I know every post I made about you was about how tired I was of your shit, but mm-hmm. I kind of felt a sadness that she was um, leaving the cast. Uh, a recast? Mm, I don't know. Are they going to make me hate her? them like she did like uh, I just feel like I don't have anybody in mind I do wish we would have got to see more of the twins situation play out I think it would be mm-hmm. amazing for someone like maybe not season three or end of season three you know let it marinate a little bit let's let um Andre and Dr. Brittany see room of Watkins uh fall back in love mm-hmm. you know happy go lucky and oh, surprise no. motherfucker Here's some twins on your doorstep. Fuck you gonna do about that? Oh, oh I think that would be amazing drama trauma that would be for your great, mama, right? That's what um, I'm saying. But uh, so I was I was looking forward to seeing that, and then when we got the announcement that Elarico was leaving the cast, I was like, right? Oh hell! Oh, oh. So I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. rock with whatever Katori thinks is best because clearly, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> clearly. She's the woman with the master plan. She knows what we, you know, she knows what we need. So right. if she decides to recast, right. I'm going to just roll with it. Right. Tanika, what do um, you think? For me, like, I know the Haley storyline has never really given me what I need, but that's mostly the mm-hmm. the stuff with Andre. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. mad at a recast because I really enjoyed the Haley for Mercedes, like, kind of trying to figure out what sisterhood and friendship means for Haley. And I I wanted to see how that would evolve when she became a mother and when she actually needed those sisters, when she actually needed to lean on people to to help her out with this. I wanted to see how she would would come to that friendship. So I wouldn't be mad Mm -hmm. at all at a recast. 
Okay. Thank you. Tia, 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 I know you ain't. Yeah, I, so I'm kind of with Tanika. My, so I said this to you on the phone the other night, Koji. The thing with, um, Alerica and everybody else, if you're coming into season one, Alerica is the only one of the cast that has any real solid TV and film experience going into season one because she was in Harry Potter and a couple other things. But Nico and Fonz were both pretty much all theater. Um, now, Josh Ventura, has, which is Wayne Kyle, has been in a, obviously quite a few things. You've got Brandy, who's done predominantly like um, straight to streaming type stuff. You got Shannon that's done a lot of straight to streaming and of course her modeling. And then a lot of the rest of the cast is filled out by real life dancers that have no acting experience. So I think that she took the contract on the understanding that she was the star because based on everybody's resume coming into season one, she you, you okay? Continue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Based on the um, based on the resumes coming into the season, she she was the only one with real solid TV and film experience. But then, of course, Low Murder gave his J. Alphonse Nicholson gave his main character energy, which went right off of Nico Annan's main character energy, and they became like the main people and. People probably, and I'm sure they probably did see some of the pe- different people talking about her character wasn't really given. Comparatively to Nico and Fonz, her character, her character just wasn't giving. So I think when she came into the next season and she saw, based, like, this was basically the house that Lil Murder and Uncle Clifford built in season two because almost every storyline was connected to that. Well, so. Being that, when she saw that, I think that's why she left. But um, Kita said, Quita said on the um, chat that Katoria said, Autumn, hey, Lyrica is leaving, not the character. So I 100% would like to see her finish that story with Andre because I'm actually kind of interested in Andre's character now. And I'm also wanting to see, um, like, like Tanika said, her and Unc, and maybe she comes back, and there's some redemption with her and Unc in the club. Okay. I just muted but myself. You do know, um, so, yeah, go ahead. You now. know, Fonz does have some television and movie acting experience prior to P-Valley. And Nico does Remember, also he did a little self-made, bit. Right, he did self-made, Chicago PD. He did um, Just Mercy. They were smaller parts, but they were, you know, they were the precursor to this role. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, like, Alerica, like, when, I don't, I never watched Harry Potter, um, so I don't know. But, like, when people saw her, they were like, such and such from Harry Potter, like immediately, yeah, where I don't Harry think Potter is like Harry Potter. I get it. I, I see. Yes. Tia, I see what I see. What Tia is saying, like Harry Potter is like freaking. Um. Oh my God. I understand what you're saying. That fandom, and I think even Alphonse has brought up the fact that Alarka had a huge fan base 
before um, Tea Valley because of Harry Potter. So I understand what Tea is saying, but I also understand Ja and Tanika wanting to make sure that they put out there that um, Nico and Alphonse has definitely put in that IMDb credits of quite a few TV, such as Snowfall for Nico. He was great in Snowfall, um, by the way. Watch Snowfall, by the way. Um, and um, and uh, Alphonse doing uh, self-made as well as he was so good in Chicago PD, y'all. Oh, I love that story. As well as Tales on BET. So those are some of his works. But I definitely understood what Tia was saying as well, because Harry Potter is a whole other family. So, yeah, I get it. But I get all sides. But, um, yeah, that was a little little, little shade there, because I didn't think about it. What um, you were saying about Alarica leaving, not necessarily the character. So that does leave room for Autumn, the character. And I didn't even think about it. So, huh, that will be very, very interesting. I hope that is the case. So, okay. Anyway, Tanzania hung up. So I guess because we started talking and I guess she was just, so my bad. Tanzania, thank you so much. I appreciate it for calling. So do y'all feel like um, that moment in the office with Cliff and Haley, do you think that it penetrated her a little? Oh, Lord, wait a minute, wait a minute, not penetrate. Wait, hold on. Uh, let me back up. <laughs> do you think that it shit? Wait, do you think do you think it pierced her heart just a little bit with emotion when Cliff was expressing to her about the family aspect and how much they looked out for her and everything? Because I was trying to gauge was she understanding exactly what Cliff was saying. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was trying to read. I was like, do you understand? Like, do you get it? You know? Like, do y'all think she is cheap? I don't think so. I, I don't think she yeah. understands family or friendship or any, because she would not have, have done any of the things that she did if she understood that. And if any of that penetrated, she wouldn't have stole this, all this lady's money on her way out the door when you got this check in your hands. So I don't think, no, she didn't, she didn't hear any of what Cliff was saying. Okay. Okay. It's just all the way ungrateful and yep. just nothing. It's not, it's not even I, a survival thing. That's all she knows. I don't know if I necessarily think that she's ungrateful to the entire extent. I think so. I kind of have this thing like if I do, if someone does something for me, I don't owe you forever. Like, so yes, in season one, she saved the club, but a whole lot of life has happened between saving the club at the auction and this conversation in the office. So, I, same thing that I said about her and Mercedes. 
I, I felt the way that Mercedes kept throwing in her face that she got shot. I would feel a way like, I don't know. I. It's like, yeah, I saved the club, but that doesn't mean I wanted to. This isn't Haley's dream. That's unstream. So they saved the club, but since that's happened, a whole pandemic has happened. So, and they have at this point closed down twice because of the pandemic. So part of it is Haley, as she's talked in a couple of scenes about her past and accounting, whatever she's doing, she's a businesswoman. So on some level, it wasn't mm-hmm. just being ungrateful. It's like, bro, we, we just closed down twice because of a, a pandemic that we have no idea how long it's going to be. We barely survived this last close down because we were at the end of the money. What happens again? I don't have another $250,000 from my abusive ex-husband, ex-baby daddy, whatever. I don't have that. And no one else does. So like what we had this time, we might not have. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is she's same as like we talked with Unc. She's thinking she's doing what's best for Unc in the club. Like, you can't want to still do this after we just closed down twice through because of a whole pandemic of virus out here. There's got to be other stuff you want to do. I think she doesn't understand that Unc truly doesn't want to do anything else. Like, that's her dream. That's her home. That's her thing. And I think she maybe understood a little bit in this, but she still doesn't agree. Like, she, even as much as Unc said, it was still like, but you could have had $5 million, though. And she has no understanding of that. Like, there's stuff that's bigger than money. Yeah. I got you. Ja, do you want to add anything to that? Um, in the office scene, I think the words did affect her. You see her facial emotions changing. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think the anger, the, first of all, she mad, she fumbled a $5 million bag. That's in the, you, you know, she punch in the air. You know, she fumbled a $5 million bag. So, and they found a way to undercut her, go around. She's already mad. She's already angry. And then here's Unc like, all right, bitch, see all this 250K, get on about your day. And she's feeling like, you know, well, what is this? And that's on Haley. You should have listened to Unc. Unc, you know business. But Unc knows Chuckalisa. I always say that if they ever could have found their mm-hmm. way to come together, they could have ruled the world. You know what I'm yep. saying? On, on so many different levels. It mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. my way or your way that got them both um, where they are. So I think it did penetrate with the anger. And by that time, she had done so much tired. Um, I think they showed even with her and Mercedes, when her and Mercedes had that little spat those couple spats, her face, she was hurt. But, again, a person who doesn't know family, a person that's never been loved properly, a person like that, um, it takes a Hold lot on. to Wait a minute. Hold on one second. Uh, John, okay. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't know. Is this Nanya calling again, or is this a different person? Can y'all check in the chat for me? Because I said we have 33 minutes left and then somebody called. 
But I know that none yet. Well, already maybe you could answer and then just put them on hold if okay. need be. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, one second. No, oh, she not just said it first. Oh, she hung up. <laughs> it was not yet. Not her hanging up real quick. Okay, done yet. Right. We're, okay, baby. Go ahead, John. Yeah, so anyway, um, I think, you know, it it, it it was what it was. I think they both should have came along. Unc, Unc knows Chuck Elisa. Like she said, white folks can always have money. They don't always find a way to, you know, do what they're going to do. You have to learn how to maneuver within the arena that you're playing in. And Haley wanted to maneuver in the arena of business that she was used to. So um, I definitely... I'm I'm interested to see. I really feel like yeah, Haley. That's some Haley type shit. Steal your money, and and do some bitches. But I would I'd be interested to see if she's actually taking the fall for someone else's misdeeds. I think that would give us a shock of a fucking lifetime. Like we're all like burn Haley at the cross, and then it's like, oh, nah, Haley just took her two fifty k, her two babies, and went on about a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ooh, that was ooh, and you. And you know what? Speaking of Haley, too, like, I think this was something that um, Tia brought up and I didn't even pay attention to was the cigars. Tia, you brought that up, and girl, I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, oh, okay, she brought cigars. Okay. Like, I wasn't even thinking about congratulatory cigars, double meaning, I'm pregnant. Like, I just was not thinking. And I have a question about that. Do y'all think when he said that Jerry Springer line, do you think that's when she decided to actually not tell him and leave? That's what I think. That's what I tweeted last night when he went into he didn't want to do ghetto stuff. Jerry Springer. Oh. let Let me keep this to myself because, you know, it's looking like Jerry Springer with his wife standing on the porch glaring at them. And this long line of other women standing here waiting to get at him, she was like, "Okay, well, let me just go about my business with my babies." Yeah. Because I mean, she was always well. I guess you know what I take that back. She wasn't always gonna leave because if she got the five million, she was going to stay, right? Like her plan was to. The five million dollars, mm-hmm. she was going to stay even though she was pregnant. But then, like you said, that line with Jerry Springer, I mean, correct? Or I think am she I was, not right about that? I think she was maybe thinking. I don't think she made up her mind because, remember, I think it was the previous episode um, at the Pink. He had brought yeah. it up to her. Maybe, mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about staying in Chuckalisa? So I think she was going That's to tell right. him about the babies and then maybe decide to stay or go, depending on how he reacted. But uh, she changed her mind oh, yeah, standing yeah. here. I think and that so she originally was – I think she was originally going to get the $5 million and leave. I, I think, like, when she was sitting on um, – what did Aunt call Andre Corny nigga? When she was sitting on the little patio area with him and Mercedes and Unc were, like, watching them, her whole vibe to me in that was basically, I'm going to get the money 
give Aunt his cut and I'm leaving. I don't think she considered staying until she was pregnant. And then by that point, they had actually gotten close. Like if, if Brittany, I'll be nice. If Brittany had not like caught, like they were going back, they were low key, high key having a little bit of a relationship at that point. So she took him back to the house when Brittany caught them to tell him about the baby. So that conversation would have yeah, probably yeah. been something if they had actually been able to have that conversation, that probably would have been the decision maker of leaving or staying versus that moment with the cigars. Very true. Very true. So just FYI, you guys, we have 26 minutes left on air. Um, if you're in the chat or if you're listening and you would like to discuss Mississippi Rule or what you see going forward in Season 3, feel free to give us a call at 515-602-9773, 515-602-9773. Um, so let me see. Also, just FYI, we do have a Twitter account. I forgot to say that. We do have a Twitter account. It's Pink Sunday Radio. So if you are on Twitter, you can follow us on there. We are now on Apple Podcasts, so you can also follow us there. The episodes will update weekly on there. Um, Let me see. This is also our last episode. We're going on a holiday Hiatus. When will we be returning? When will we, what is that? January? January 8th. January 8th. Yes. January 8th, 2023. So we will return um, here on air, and our rewatches will return. There will not be any polls. We are going to go in order. We're going to start with season one. And run it all back straight through, okay? So I think I want to discuss, just go back a little bit, Woodbine wins the mayoral race. She is now the mayor of Chuckalisa, okay? Tia, you brought up this. It was during, I think, what was it, Series Thursday, I think. Um, I think the mayor winning was great. And I think there's going to be a lot of things uncovered. There's going to be a lot of things um, that Mayor Bishop is going to have her nose all up in it. Because at the end of the day, she knows she knows the town, period. Tia, did you want to discuss any of that before we go? Um, I, so um, Alphonse did a... Um, tweet last night, rewatch tweet, where he said that um, Woodbine just wants the best for Mercedes and Terica. And I, I think I, I like retweeted their quote, and I was like, well, that's an interesting take. Because I don't know that I've heard people say that in this scene. Because I, I think when I posed the question, most people said they felt like um, she gave Mercedes Terica back because she just didn't want the responsibility. Uh, I say that to say is I think Woodbine in the mayor's chair 
I think that is where we're going to see her redemption because when she really gets into the like ins and outs of the government and sees the, the Mm -hmm. corruption and how much they are like holding down the black people of Chekalisa, I think Mm -hmm. she is going to have like a come to Jesus with herself because in some of her scheming ways, she has been complicit in some of how the people Mm -hmm. in Chekalisa have been oppressed. So I'm very excited about seeing her tussle with the white boys and coming out on the other side, like still victorious, even though I know she's going to be slung through the mud. Yeah, you want to add on to that? Um, I I agree. I think that um, it's going to get real gritty um, between the um, the council, which is you know headed by Wayne Cowell, Kyle and um, Mayor Bishop Woodbine. I I think we should expect she's going to be trying to move and change a lot of things because she's seen a lot of injustice in her life. And she feels like a lot of what the town goes through is at the hands of that injustice and poor leadership um, that was always headed up by the Kyles and whoever was mayor prior to Tidal Ruffin. However, one thing that we do know is it's very hard to change um, that type of leadership that's been in effect for generations and generations. So I think that battle between the council and her is going to be very interesting. I do think that maybe we'll start to root for her more, but I also think that we're going to, it's not going to just be a, a happy honky dory time for either one of those parties. And I do believe they're going to dig up something that she can't overcome. I think the Terica situation, I'm, I'm on a flip flop. Uh, I'm on both sides of the coin with that. I do think that maybe she's heard from Shell about Mercedes, you know, taking her and things. And I think that she finally feels like Mercedes is ready for the task. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like it was more so because she does not have time to keep up with Terrica while she's trying to run a church and uh, be the new mayor bishop of Chuckalisa. I think she just felt like, okay, she's ready now. So um, I'm, that's just, yeah, that's what I think about that. Okay. Uh, Tamika? Uh, I think I, I agree with most of that. I think um, I'm not sure if she wants the best or wanted the best for Mercedes, but I think she she always wanted the best for Terica, and she really believed that being with Shell was the best for her. Um as far as her redemption, I don't think she's ever going to be completely redeemed on the show. I think Katori calls her a complicated villain. So I think there's always mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of the villainy hanging around. I think she's going to do her best for Chuckalisa, but it's still going to be some, some underhanded dealings there. For me, I'm looking forward to seeing her interactions with Georgie and how they go about uh, bringing the oh. casino in or stopping the casino or whatever she's going to do with that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, my God. Can you see Georgie and Mayor Bishop? Like, it gives dynasty. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives dynasty, right? Like, I, oh, wow. Mm-mm. I can't wait because I know the costume department, girl, 
I, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. It's going to be a Diane Carroll from Dynasty. Okay, so let's, let's talk about, because we have 19 minutes left. So season three, so season three, we have Mississippi. She is locked up. We have Diamond in the trunk. What do y'all think? Who who is going to get these people of the constraints that they are in? Who is going to be the saviors for these two? Because they can't save each other, which is which is very very, you know, it's it's funny how everything played out. You know what I'm saying? Like Diamond cannot be Mississippi savior. Like, there's no saviors at all, you know? Um, so who do you think will be the people who will help them? Will they help themselves? I think, Mer- like, I mean, I think Mississippi know. is going to help herself. I think that's what – Tanika said this a few rewatches ago, that, like, on the timeline she said, I don't understand why you guys keep wanting somebody to save Mississippi when it's very clear they're writing a story that the only person that can save Mississippi is herself. And I think that's where her story is going to go. And I'm, I think Diamond going to hop out that trunk and kill them and come back home. Yeah, I can definitely both see them having to save themselves. I agree. Uh, I think Diamond going to have a, a flashback and flip out on them. I think Diamond isn't as clueless about Big Bone as we are being led to believe or as helpless as we're currently being led to believe about this situation. Um, And again, they've said on multiple times um, in discussions that uh, they're going to see Keyshawn save herself versus you know, someone saving her. So as much as I would like for someone to do Derek Ian dirty style, I, you know, I just think Keyshawn is going to be the mastermind behind how she gets free. Okay. Tia, do you have any thoughts on that? No, nothing more than what I've already what I already said about it. I just think they both have what to save themselves. Said? Those, okay. yeah, those to, to particular stories, they have to save themselves. All of them. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I feel like Big Bone still has a soft spot. She's still going to be vulnerable with um. Diamond. So I think that there's going to be a moment there that he's going to use that or tap into that. I'm hoping he use a little bit of hoodoo or something. I don't know, but he's going to end up killing her. Like he, hopefully he kill the other dude too. But somehow he's going to be the end. Be the one to kill her. He's going to get out. I do feel like Andre, being that he's the lawyer now of Chuckalisa, he's going to start getting his hands dirty in Chuckalisa business as far as the law goes. And I do feel like he's going to help Keyshawn um, with with her case. Um, so I, I don't, because there's no way they make him, 
the town lawyer, if you will, and it's not connected in some way, right? Because that, that kind of like, where, I mean, where does that go? When I agree. I think that's the only reason there. that he's there. When, yeah, I think so, right, too. Right, right. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, your dad's in jail and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, okay. Like, no. Totally, this is going to be the person. He is now going to be connected, which your theory, you want to talk about your theory? Give your theory. I'll put it out there, Tanika. What theory are we totally talking about? Going to start, totally Abraham. Going because, Andre, because Andre is the town lawyer, and with the connection, Mississippi, I mean, he's going to eventually, because if you think about it, he was kind of like um, the, on the opposing team of the paint. But now I feel like he's going to be tame paint because he's going to be helping Mississippi's mm-hmm. case. Therefore, right. I believe that he will then become, um, you know, closer to Cliff, perhaps. Right. It, ergo, your theory. My theory. Some kind of dis- some kind of discovery there. Right. Your theories that they're brothers. So so yes, my theory was started as Cliff is Tidal's oldest child, and I think Ja brought in the fact that she thought Andre was um, Tidal's son also, and then. Uh-huh. What episode was that? Was that 2-1 where he was in the house and before Corbin rang the doorbell, he was about to put a tape in the VCR and the camera lingered for a long time on the label and it said Abraham's son. Now, his the man in jail's name is probably Abraham, which fine, but in the Bible, Abraham had eight sons. He was married um, and his wife couldn't have a baby, so she gave Abraham her handmaiden, and the handmaiden had a son that was Ishmael. Um, God then prophesied that Abraham and his wife would have a son, and that was the chosen child. So years later, they had a son, and that was Isaac. Um, So when Isaac was born, Ishmael and his mother were banished. So Now, Abraham has one banished son, and he had eventually seven seven other sons with his wife. So Andre and Clifford and the five, six, six other children that Andre have are the same amount of sons that Abraham has. I always assumed that Clifford being kind of the banished son, like Ishmael was, uh, Andre is obviously the chosen son. He got everything uh, that that could be inherited by a son once Tidal died, even though he has these other actual children. So to me, it's kind of a biblical story that they're telling here. So that's where mm-hmm. my theory came from. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, you want to piggyback off that? Because you were one of the people that, added to the, her theory. Well, I just feel like, again, I've all, ever since the Abraham son tape and then 
leaning into receiving the house put me on the radar that Andre was actually Tydell's son. You know, maybe there was some creeping going on. Um, and that mm. we would find that information out later. And so, uh, but when I saw her theory break down, it made me be like, at first I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. But then I started breaking down. It started making a little sense. So um, I'd be interested to see if that plays out. I think uh, that was one of the theories that actually was backed up with something. See what you're, something where you're going there. So that's it. I don't know the Bible like that. Uh, so I love all this because I'm like getting educated about <laughs> all of this because I I don't know it like that. I'm just, I was I didn't grow up in the church. However, I will say um, where I kind of thought about um, Andre being Tydell's son is that their relationship was very close. But that video that he actually watched when I, I, I in my mind it was probably his father. It, one of Tidal's friends or his father's that was basically telling him, you can't be president. You can't do that. They're not going to let you do that. And he was like, nigga, fuck you. My guy's son can be president. We're not, don't ever let him tell you what you can't be. His interaction with him, that's kind of what you see from a father-son relationship. So right. when Tanika and Joss are talking about it, that was my kind of reference point was, that their relationship has always seemed father-son to me, and especially, and I don't think Andre knows, but they they have definitely had a closer relationship to me than whoever his quote-unquote real father is in that jail. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, for whatever reason, like, maybe Tydell um, had Andre Young or was in a situation where having another child wouldn't work. So the father that's in prison took that on, but him and Andre never had a real relationship because they aren't actually related. Right. Um, let me just say, I don't really know the Bible like that either. So shout out to Tori's mom, because it was like 2 a.m. And I was on Twitter asking Tori's mom questions about the Bible. So she's the one that told me. I remember that. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so funny. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Tori's mom, shout out to you. Yeah, I remember that night because you were as ask your mom. What's your mom say? Okay, all right. So y'all putting these theories out. I'm not going to say nothing else about mine because mine tend to be so ridiculous. So tell us your ridiculous theories. Nope, I already did an outburst today. I already said one, so y'all can make fun of me for that one for the next two weeks. Okay, and we will. so we have, anyway, we have eight minutes left. Um, let's see, anything going on in the chat? Any other series? Do y'all see any Are we going to get to the bar? Uh, to the who? who? The bar. Oh. We talked about them in the bar. Oh, damn. We haven't talked so about we, Love Ballad or none of that. Scene. Yeah, I forgot oh about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, 
got to come on now. Okay. I'm singing already. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, girl, I, for, I forgot. I mean, not forgot, but there's so, like, this episode was just so freaking packed. Like, I can't even. And then we took calls, too. Okay. So, the bar, first of all, okay, listen, I don't care what team you just on. Y'all have to give it up for murder. And I, I always feel like Ernestine made the call. She made the call. I feel like murder was one of her 45 invites, invitees. And that was the perfect that was the perfect thing for him to be like, oh, yeah, I got to go, y'all. Can y'all pause, you know, pause. I, I've got to go to the Ernestine thing. He wanted to get off the bus anyway. It was just perfect. The whole thing, the jukebox, the breaking my heart, the cliff, oh, everything. It was just beautiful. The bar scene, beautiful. Potato salad, nasty. Yo, Cliff, everything is crying. The, the crying, Cliff, was wrong for saying your friend. It was just all stuff. It was emotional. It was beautiful writing. I felt like theater, chicken, dressing, yams, cop, blah, 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 blah. Everything was beautiful. I cried. He wrapped my baby, Cliff, baby, all the good and Wish it and ooh, baby, just everything. Loved everything. Yes, and said, fools, what y'all looking at? Because I dare say any of them motherfuckers say anything. Beulah gave sight to Ernestine to see everything. It was glorious. The end. Everybody can go. Start with Tia. Go. So this is part of the tussles last night on the timeline. Well, I shouldn't say last night because I was up to goddamn 7.30 in the morning, a.k.a. stupid o'clock. Anywho, <laughs> um, one of the big things to me is human interactions are very rarely a zero-sum game. It's never either or. It's this and. And even in this scene, they, I, oh, like Koji said, I, you got to give it up for murder because I don't know if after someone kept pushing me away like Uncle was pushing him away, if I'd have come back for her the way that he did because y'all know he was sitting on that bus with Wody and them in the tweed jacket and the, the look like swim trunks with the J's on his feet <laughs> sitting on Girl, the bus we got, yeah. we, got, we got five minutes here. five minutes you ain't got time to and then popped out I did already then popped out and went to, for us I don't know if I would have done that and even as she's like Basically, in what I, my opinion, sunning him at that bar, he didn't flinch. He did nothing. He was on a mission. I'm getting her back. I don't care what she say. That's what I came here for. So all, all completely have to give it up for murder. And I just feel like, and this is one of those they're both right kind of scenes. Because again, she's just looking out for him. She's like, this is when you came into my club as a perpetrating ass trapping rapper. This is what you wanted that day. So stand by and give all that up as amazing as I am which she didn't even think that because like you said she don't think she worthy but especially as someone worthy I'm not okay with you giving up but I just love the fact that he just kept going and actually like in his 
his own way says, stop stunning me, because whatever life you think I haven't lived, let me let you know. I was mm-hmm. doing this for my nigga. Like, he was writing, he has my shit tattooed on his chest. I I have been in love. I have experienced this, so stop fucking stunning me. And then, you know, the kiss is everything. Yes. Okay. Three minutes, 43 seconds. Tanika. Um, I don't have much, so I'll be fast. Um, oh. I agree with Ja. I don't, I don't have any problem with what either one of them did here at this bar. Um, I will forever laugh. I don't care. Y'all could be bad, but him crying about another nigga in her face is funny to me. So <laughs> it just, it just is. But also, but also, while he's crying about another nigga in her face. How is she supposed to react? So y'all being mad at her saying uh, kidnapping, how romantic? Of course she's going to say something slick here. Uh, she has to, she has to react some kind of way. Um, but I loved it. It was everything to me. Indeed. Ja. So I was going to say um, I can watch this ending a million times, and I'm going to scream like I never saw it before. I actually was a little bit upset. A lot of this portion was ruined for me because someone that I will not name was posting uh, spoiler pictures that they found on the Internet somewhere. And so I was kind of robbed of that really um, full, you know, emotion. But uh, I definitely was just here happy for my sis and and her boo thing. Some. I think everything about how it was done was beautiful. I love the hands coming from uh, behind her because you're just the, the, the sleight of hand. You're all just into Unc having her yes. uh, a high-ass time, and then the hands come through and, you know, and mm-hmm. confusion and just, you know, right there. I thought it was amazing. I loved all the faces, all the myriad of faces at the end. I guess we got a full range of emotions. We got happy. We got mm-hmm. disgusted. We got confused we got what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. like I didn't see this coming we got you know the broad range and the just I don't give a fuck energy from Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda at the end with the fucking you know fuck y'all look at it with Mm -hmm. y'all fools looking at it was chef kiss and uh I I can't wait to see them live their lives yeah next season it was perfect yeah it was perfect, and I just want to give a huge shout-out to Matthew Head because, oh, my God, every everything was perfect this season. I mean, especially season, like, um, I mean, love ballad. I, I just did, I, I did, I didn't see it coming. So, I just want to say we did – 18 weeks in a row of rewatching, and y'all were right there with us. I want to send mad love. I want to send mad love to everyone who has been down with us this whole time. Um, we will be back, like we said, January 8th, 2023, from the top to the bottom and back doing our radio show as well. Follow our Twitter, Pink Sunday Radio. Um, and I just want y'all to have a safe, safe holiday, and we love y'all. 
that. Shout out to those who came from <laughs> Facebook because we had a few Facebook attendees and uh, Miss Tam Reeves commented in the Facebook chat. Thanks for tuning in if you're still listening. Yeah, hey, look out for it. It's going to still be Theory Thursdays and What's Next Wednesdays and all that on the timeline. So continue to tap with us all on the timeline. Yep. Yes. And actually, even though we're not live, you guys, I think I think it just keeps recording. So I think it will be on the playback, actually, everything you're saying. So, <laughs> yeah. That's good, y'all. That's a, that's a really good That's a really good shout-out. <laughs> I think it's still recording. Yeah, it, we're not on air, but it's it's still recording. Um, but yeah, so I think we did. I think we did excellent, you guys. I want to give y'all so much love. This has been great. I can't wait till we come back. We forgot to talk about Derek and Keyshawn and. I can't believe it. Josh texted me and said, are we going to talk about Derek and Keyshawn? And I was like, oh, my fucking God. So I don't know if this is going to be on the playback, but I want to talk about Derek and Keyshawn. <laughs> we can talk about it on the timeline. <laughs> Tia, okay? Do you want to talk about Derek and Keyshawn? Like, oh, my God. I didn't even talk mm. anything about Derek last night when we were doing the rewatch. I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I kind of skipped. I was about to say the same thing. Is that for me? I I don't necessarily know if I want Derek dead, but my only concern is really? Keyshawn. I don't give a fuck about Derek. I don't know. I don't think. Well, I don't think a father being dead is good for the kids. So that's my thing. Even with the abuse, I'm thinking of that. But they're young enough that they, your dad did. So that's just, so mm-hmm. it might be fine. But that's only for me is that he is still Regal and Jaden's father. Mm-hmm. But is an abusive so, father good for them? He's beating on Jaden now. Regal will be next. Ooh. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. So that's why I say he could probably go, but you know, when I'm thinking of it, I'm like, more than anything, it's not so much I don't want him to die for the kids. I don't want him to. I want him to like be abused in prison for the rest of his life. You want him to suffer? Yeah, like you. Yeah, you want him to suffer. Like sit your ass in jail. You know how they feel about. You know how they feel about kids. So um, yeah, you want him to suffer in jail. I just don't yeah, think, essentially. I don't think Katori's mm-hmm. telling the story that he's just going to up and disappear. I think he is going to be a problem in Keyshawn's life for seasons to I come. So. Like, this show can end. We can be on the last season, and I see him still being there, being a problem for Keyshawn. Oh, this is, I'm um, sorry, I didn't mean to come. What I did want to say is one of the things people are like, I think, I don't know if it was Tanika, Ja, or Koji, you that mentioned it. I think it was Tanika. Like, people are like, she's so stupid for some of the things she was doing in her relationship. I don't think people, and if you have never been in any type of abusive relationship, that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
I don't think sometimes people that haven't really understand the psychological toll an abusive relationship takes. So I've never looked at Keyshawn as stupid for any of her decisions with Derek because I realized mm-hmm. we're not dealing with Keyshawn or even Miss Mississippi. We're dealing with that abused version of her. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I'm glad we at least got that out of the way because I I feel like we have so much material which also speaks to what a great show Katori has created when we have so much uh-huh. material that we can talk about because there are right. shows where you just have one or two things to discuss. That's at least interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a lot of going on, but you're like, um, yeah, that wasn't interesting. But this is the type of show that has 50 million things going on, and they are interesting, and you want to know more. So, I mean, we had a two-hour show, and we talked about a whole bunch of shit and had to call in and talk about a whole bunch of shit, and we still had something left to say. And we off the fucking air. And I'm hoping to God that this is in the replay. <laughs> um, well, the good thing, yeah. like I said, people are Go constantly, ahead. like last night, part of the reason why I did all of the fight night and stuff like that is because I really wanted to get the timeline going during the week for mm-hmm. the rewatch. Because mm-hmm. historically, the yeah. more we do during the week, the we have people coming out the woodworks to the rewatch because of how much it's trending during the week. Sure. And then for us on the show... Mm-hmm. The more people that rewatch, the more people that show up to the radio show. So right. as people come in, sure. like Noonie is relatively new. A lot there's three or four people that are very active now. That D- Danny is relatively new. That came in, and all of a sudden we're having mm-hmm. totally different conversations with totally different viewpoints. And I see more of that as we continue. Yes, I definitely do. And um, shout out to the new person. What, who is it? Josh Ninja, I think. Josh, the yeah. The thread that he created mm-hmm. last night. Holy shit. I, I was like, I, oh, my God. The thread is amazing. So if this replay is going, if it is on, um, go follow Katori. If you go to Katori's page, she retweeted um, his page. And the thread is amazing. So shout out to him. And, uh, yeah, girls, so we'll be on the timeline. I am currently in the process of taking down my braids, okay? My arm is fixing to hurt. I'm fixing to, yeah, have seconds now I'm in this hair and enjoy my day. But I'll be on the timeline. So love y'all so much. And thank love you, you much. Love y'all. Thank you. Okay, so I'm fixing to end it with Down in the Valley. And we'll see y'all down in the valley. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. All right, girl. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Throwing bands, then you know she gon' shake it. One, two, break them. Three, four, break them. These niggas 